For more on these markets, let's welcome in a pro, and that's Michael Reinking, Senior Market Strategist here at the New York Stock Exchange. Thank you for being with us. Hi, Nicole. It's great to be back. Thanks so for glad. Me. What a, I'm so glad you were able to be with <laughs> us because I think so many folks are, are just sort of looking at what happened in April, particularly for the NASDAQ, right? It was the worst month since 2008. You have Amazon. I was just looking at two-year lows. The S&P has been a tough ride. There's just no reprieve. People are, are getting upset when they're looking at their statements now. Now what? What are, you, what are you seeing globally and here at home? Right. So, I mean, look, clearly it's been a very difficult environment. So for the S&P 500, it's declined by over 2% for, for three consecutive weeks for the first time since, as you just mentioned, the, the financial crisis. Right, so there's clearly a lot of negatives. Right, everybody's very well versed in what those are. Right, right. it's inflation morphing into growth concerns. China's at the center of that. Um, you know, yeah. and we're kind of just hovering, you know, right above the lows for the year in the S&P 500. You know, right now. So we're at pretty key technical levels. There's, there's, there's definitely a lot of concern within the market. What technical levels are you watching? I mean, the other day. Uh, one of the traders and I were we were watching the level of 4,200, and then you know you start looking at higher, like 4,170 and change. And now we're at, at you know I look up there, 4,114. Right. So what levels are you watching? So for for me, right, we've had this loose 4,200 to 4,600 range, but we've yeah. had this broad like topping pattern that's been happening, you know, for multiple months now. So the absolute low from the day of the Ukraine invasion was 4,110 on the S&P 500. Right, we ticked below that this morning. We had a reactionary bounce right after that. And so, you know, I think the key right now is around 4,100. You know, a break there can open the door to, you know, pretty significant, you know, significantly lower levels. I also think it's really important to watch the VIX, right? So the VIX is, is hovering around 35, right? We're above last week's highs. You know, if, if we can start to see the VIX come back down below 33, 32, that could help put a little bit of a short-term bid into the market. But the key is 4,100 and how we react if we break that level. It's not that far. No. I mean, I mean 4,110, <laughs> we, we were just there. Yes. Um, you know, and what's the support below that level? Because that's probably what we really should be looking at. Right. I mean, if you just kind of look at some right. of the technical measured moves, right, that looks, you know, that puts you somewhere 3,800 to 4,000. Um, you know, from an S and P 500, those are just kind of the, the technical are numbers. Opportunities for buying. Absolutely. I mean, I think. Yeah. I think right now sentiment is so negative, um, and you know, you're starting to see positioning. You know, uh, positioning numbers have have really been de-risked. You know, sentiment indicators right. are getting negative, and everybody's very well versed in what you know what the risks are. So I think at this point, if a couple of things start to break in the right direction. Over the summer, I think you have to be, you know, careful still. I think there's a lot of volatility still in the near term, but as we start to move through kind of the Federal Reserve and raising interest rates, and we start yeah. to see what sort of impacts that has on inflation, right? That is where there could be some opportunity in the back <clears throat> half of the year. As we were getting earnings in, I, I know you have some stats here on earnings. I mean, there were good, there were good news and not such good news, right? I mean, we heard from Love and Merck, and um, you know. There, there was a mixture when it came to the FANG names. You know, Facebook sort of surprised folks and Google surprised not in a good way. Um, so I think there was sort of this mixed bag so far, right? I, I, I would say it is has been a mixed bag and it's not uniformly as positive as we've seen over right. the last year. But it's very much playing out like as we spoke about, you know, a month ago when I was with you, right, we're seeing Q1 numbers have remained pretty strong. 
right? But what, what we're not seeing is that's not translating into guidance moving higher. So it's more of a beat and reiterate sort of quarter right. as opposed to a beat and raise sort of quarter. Well, that's the problem. Right, and what that does is it doesn't give investors you know, a, a real impetus to go out and, and buy aggressively, right? But what it does do is right. as markets move lower, we're not seeing the earnings side get hit. We're not seeing, you know, we're not seeing, um, you know, those estimates being cut. So that helps to put a floor, like a valuation floor under the market as it moves lower. Right, and ultimately, um, if, they're, if they're not really feeling so great and they're not buying, as you said, the, these inflation concerns turn into slower growth ultimately. So, um, but you can't just sit in cash or wait forever. I mean, there, I mean, you get outpaced by inflation without a doubt. Talk about some of the um, economic reports that we're getting, right? I know you're watching ISM, you're watching jobs, we'll hear from the Fed. We have rates higher this morning as we kick right. off a new month. Um, what is the economic picture looking like to you? Right, I mean, it's, we're, we're getting some mixed signals. Um, in the U.S., we're, it, it continues to show that, you know, the economy is, is pretty strong. The, the big topic of conversation is whether or not we're seeing kind of inflation peaking, right? So we've seen some of the goods inflation data recently suggest that that's peaking, um, but we're still seeing the services side move higher, right? Yeah. There's, there's you know, clearly a lot of demand for travel. We're seeing you know, kind of anything travel related, hotel sure. prices, airline you know, ticket prices. We've heard that throughout kind of the, the earnings season, how strong that demand is. So we might be seeing the good side improve a little bit, but yeah, we like still autos. have some ways to autos go. Autos came down. Correct. After, you know, basically walloping everybody. Right. Um, yeah. You know, and now, too, the supply chain issues. You know, there was the chip shortage. There were supply chain issues. And hopefully, I mean, what are you hearing? Has that improved greatly? Because that will help inflation, too. No, right? I mean, I mean yeah. if you can get the stuff here and I need 10 widgets and you have 10 widgets available, I mean, it, they shouldn't be so super expensive anymore. Right. So I think, you know, right now the, the uncertainty is really around China and the lockdowns that are there. Right. And you've heard companies, you know, continue to talk about that. And that's a big piece as to why yes. you, you yeah, can't, you're, right. you're, you're not seeing companies, you know, raise their guidance because they just don't know how that's going to play out. But if that starts to improve, you know, as I, as I mentioned, that's one of those things that yeah. if it improves as they kind of either change their zero tolerance policy, you know, bring in a vaccine or it just kind of improves on, on just case count, right? If we start to see some you know, visibility in terms of supply chain, right. things can get better in the back half of the year. Yeah, and we'll see some people like thematic investing or they're trying to do some dollar cost averaging because there's no way to really uh, find the bottom here. Thank you for your strategy, thoughts, technicals, outlook. Always <laughs> great to see you. Michael Reinking, Senior Market Strategist here at the New York Stock Exchange.